This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash geekade. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 79 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to comes from a prime example of a Super NES port that's vastly superior to its arcade original. It's one of the best scrolling shooters ever created. Its soundtrack is also beyond awesome. Don't leave without those clusters, because tonight we listen to the music of UN Squadron for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. How's it going, Matt? It goes. Where it goes, I don't know, but it's going. Oh, it's going into the skies, because we're talking UN Squadron tonight, man. I am so ready. I am, too. After uh, after our, our previous mishap, uh, in case you didn't catch any of our uh, our messages about it, the second Sonic Adventure episode was, uh, it was fantastic. We had a great time, uh, but one of the Alex's audio just didn't record. <laughs> yep. So, uh... I thought instead of trying to edit around it and just kind of like pretend he wasn't there, uh, it would just be better to uh, just do the episode another time. So we will we'll we'll redo it in like, I don't know, a year or something after we've had plenty of time under our belts. Kind of like the uh, kind of like the legendary Streets of Rage mishap of 2018. Uh, we're going to we're going to get back to it. So, yeah. But uh, needless to say, uh, we I don't I don't think either Matt or myself were completely converted on the realm of Sonic Adventure music by the end of the second one, though uh, Sonic Adventure one definitely better than I definitely better than I thought, um, a little better than I remembered overall. I'd have to say part two I thought was better. Um, there were just a couple more tracks that spoke to my uh, musical interests, but yeah, I mean, there were some good toe tappers in there, no question. At the end of the day, the the parts didn't equal the whole, so. Word. Well, we're here to talk about something completely different. Couldn't be more different if it tried. Uh, we're, t- we're talking about some UN Squadron. This game's been on my list since uh, the inception of this show. It's always been one of my favorite soundtracks. So, uh, Matt, hit us with some history, man. UN Squadron was released in North America in September of 1991 and was released in Japan as Area 88 in July of 1991. The game is a conversion of Capcom's arcade title by the same name from 1989, and the home conversion made some significant improvements over its quarter-munching counterpart, including arguably in the sound department. While the arcade original does feature a two-player co-op mode which is absent in the Super Nintendo version, The level design, weapon upgrade system, and overall game structure were far better suited for the home console play, and made the game ultimately a more complete experience. That's not to say that the arcade original wasn't a good game, but the Super Nintendo version made a good game great. 
Licensed from the anime and manga Area 88, the game follows three pilots as they try to take down an encroaching enemy faction called Project 4. Each pilot has different attributes that make certain aspects of the game easier or harder, but no matter who you choose, it's classic Capcom difficulty at its best. UN Squadron has never been ported to any modern platforms, presumably due to its Area 88 license, which is a real tragedy because it's widely regarded as one of the very finest scrolling shooters ever made. The game's soundtrack is kind of an interesting story. Since this is an arcade port, most of the game's music has been adapted from the arcade original, which was composed by Minami Matsume and Takashi Tateishi. Matsume is a name you've heard on this show before, as she was the composer of the original Mega Man, as well as several Sunsoft Game Boy titles, the Derby Stallion series, and more. As for Tateishi, that's where things get interesting. I haven't been able to find exactly where I found this info from, uh, but I definitely read it at some point. If memory serves me right, Tateishi and Matsume used to help one another out on their old soundtracks. Matsume helped him finish off Airman's theme for Mega Man 2, for example, and I believe, in return, he helped her finish off some music in UN Squadron. Like I said, though, I can't find anything solid to substantiate that, but I could swear I read it online somewhere, so if you can point me in a direction that, that confirms this whole uh, situation, I would appreciate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, and more to the reason we're here, the Super NES version was arranged and composed by the legendary Mari Yamaguchi, with Yasushi Ikeda and Toshio Kajino on sound design. Sorry about the mispronunciations. Uh, Yamaguchi has done some absolutely tremendous work over the years, including the Beyond Stellar Super Ghouls and Ghosts soundtrack, Mega Man 5 for the NES, and the original Super Nintendo Breath of Fire. UN Squadron, though, in my humble opinion, might be my favorite work of hers. Matt, what is your history, if any, with this game? So uh, I didn't have a lot of history up until the uh, purchase of my Raspberry Pi. Um, I vaguely remember you and I talking about doing an episode on UN Squadron. And so I think what ended up happening was while perusing all the games in the Pi, I came upon it, I think, in the arcade format first. So I so, said, oh, let me play this. And I, I enjoyed it. I didn't get very far. I played it. Um, and then I was tooling around inside the uh, Super Nintendo menu, and I saw that it was there too, and I said, oh, you know what, let me, let me play it again. And I played it, and I really enjoyed it. And I, I didn't get very far. I think maybe I got up to, like, level 2, level 3, or something like that. But I do actually really enjoy it, and it is a game that I've gone back to a handful of times, just as, and I, you know, I mean no disrespect when I say this, but kind of as, like, a mindless shooter to kind of throw on and, and pass some time and just enjoy because I do enjoy this game a lot. I like the I like the graphics on the Super Nintendo. Um, I like the gameplay, the game style. I'm not a huge fan of like side scrolling, you know, space shooters and stuff like that. Uh, Gradius and and Phalanx and games like that. But um, this one definitely kept my interest a lot. I think because it was um, they're like jet fighters, you know, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Each there's there's selectable characters, and again, there's a little bit of differentiation between the three and you know, the damage system, system I find to be like really, really enticing in this because most of these kind of shooter games, you take a hit and you're toast. Yes. And that's... this one, you actually have an opportunity to recover, which is similar to like the 1942, 1943 games. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a, a, a check in the plus column for me. I do enjoy. Yeah, you're right. You take one hit in most of those games and you're toast. You move on. Okay, start again, you know. So, yeah, the damage system for me is is definitely great. The ability to kind of regenerate some, you know, you you get some of your energy back and you, you live to fight another day. 
Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you've never played this before, um, you know, you take a hit and you go into this danger mode where if you take another hit, you're immediately dead. But uh, after you sit in this danger mode for a couple of seconds, your your life refills to like, you know, your life bar minus the one hit that you took. So you can take several hits. It's just it gives you a little bit more leeway, especially for a game that's this difficult. It's very, very nice to have. Um, my personal history with this was actually at my cousin's house. Uh, this was back when I first played Super Nintendo. Um, no, this wasn't when I first played Super Nintendo. This was... Okay, so when I first got my Super Nintendo, I wound up with uh, Super Mario World F-Zero. But I eventually wound up going to my cousin's house, and they got all the coolest new games. And that was where I first played Street Fighter Two. Uh, and it was also where I first played this game, where I was just just so completely floored by it, because I did really dig uh, scrolling shooters before this. Um, you know, my favorite one was always uh, um, Stinger on NES. But when I played this game, I was just like, holy crow, this is nuts. Like, the giant boss tank at the end of the level, and, you know, buying the weapons at the beginning of each of each stage, and getting all the different ships, and just the, the way it looked... You know, it looked kind of like a cartoon, you know? It had all these anime characters in them, and they I didn't know it was based on an anime property. It just looked like such a well-fleshed-out thing. And, mm-hmm. um, again, really showing off what the Super Nintendo was capable of. I had never even heard of this in an arcade as an arcade game. Um, so I was very, very quickly, completely head-over-heels in love with this game. Uh, and the music was a huge part of that. Um you know, besides all the sound effects, like the sound design in general is really good. Like the the, yeah. the explosion sound effects are really, really, really nice. But the music is is pure nineties you know, anime, uh, like badassery, and I mean that in like the cheesiest way possible. Like it, it is sometimes this like really definitely uh, uh it climbs into the uh, the cockpit of like movies like Top Gun as far as the soundtrack just being like yeah this is this is some cheese right here but it's like it's undeniably cool cheese <laughs> you know <laughs> it is it, it is it is really great stuff so uh, the the soundtrack was a little larger than I remembered uh, so we're not going to be able to listen to the entire thing though I do think that the songs that I cut are. Uh, are perfectly reasonable cuts. Um, yeah, a couple of menu pieces and uh, some some stage tunes that just aren't as interesting as the rest. But I think I think I, what I settled on for for this is a pretty solid um, lineup. Uh, we aren't going to be listening to usually the the track that opens up the episode is something we'll listen to again. Um, I decided just to get an extra one in there. I threw the intro music as, as the. Uh, the, the title for this. And that was one of the first impressions that I had that really floored me was the way this intro worked, which is like all the mode seven and stuff with the, the jet taking off. And then you get that weird, like unicorn logo thing with the flames moving. And it's just like, Oh my God. And this whole music with the, the really, I, especially at the time, you know, coming off of stuff like NES, the electric guitar sound that sounds kind of like an electric guitar. I was just so incredibly badass. So, uh, I'm very excited to jump into this. So, uh, you ready to get going? Yes, sir. All right, let's get to work. The first track we're going to be listening to is called Briefing. Um, this is essentially map screen music, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, whereas a lot of the, uh, uh, the these kinds of games that are scrolling shooters, you just go stage to stage. This one, there's kind of like a Mega Man-style stage select sequence. Um there are these bases that are set up and with like enemy trucks and planes and submarines moving around. And uh, you have to you have to beat those stages before they get to your base. 
um uh otherwise like they make you play those stages and if it actually gets to your base i think that's like that's an auto game over um i could be wrong on that but i know that there's there there i know that something happens i've never actually let it do that before <laughs> um so regardless this is a uh, this is the music that plays when you're on that map screen and uh it's it's a very nice um Again, nice really isn't the word. It's it's a very good, invigorating piece that kind of sets the stage for the kind of game you're about to play. Uh, so let's give it a quick listen. It's a it's not a very long track. This is Briefing from UN Squadron. Enjoy. <laughs> Briefing, uh, again, great way to get yourself uh, started there. Got just the right layer of energy to it. And uh, this is also one of those things that I never noticed when I was a kid. Uh, but, you know, listening to the music now on headphones is obvious. That neat little way they do the uh, the stereo panning on the drum fill <laughs> and on the loop. Yeah, I think we started. To, we, I mean, we talk about this from time to time. Um, things like NES and stuff, they start really kind of really pushing the parameters of, of the uh musicality and capabilities and and yeah you're right like having the ability to pan from left to right something like a drum roll or a drum fill or you know i always talk about the reverb making things sam uh existence uh or create some kind of space for your brain mm -hmm. you know yeah it's it's definitely cool i'm a, i'm a big fan of this just this little loop it it makes me wonder or you know or pine i should say for something to come after because it's definitely like this little intro loop melody and you know being a metalhead for most of my life i always feel like oh there's something cool coming after that and yeah you know it and just usually loops. there is <laughs> no it's true and and you know it's it's map selection music you know and yeah. you're really only there for 60 seconds max so you know you don't have to put i don't want to say you don't have to put a lot of effort into the music but you kind of don't have to put a lot of effort in, into the music you know yeah but this also definitely establishes the instrument set that we're going to be hearing, which, again, to, to bring it very much to 80s rock, it is uh, that kind of synth organ sound, mm -hmm. uh, like yeah, that keyboard, yeah. and um, you know, rock drums, bass, and electric guitars. And that's the majority of what we're going to be hearing tonight. Like They don't really delve much into uh, like you know, brass or anything like that. But what's also cool, there are some things we'll we'll get to that that stuff that they do kind of venture in that territory. But something that I definitely wanted to point out about this soundtrack is it very much sounds like a soundtrack to uh, like an action movie or an anime. Um, yes, a lot of this music is very. It just kind of sounds like something that you would hear in a movie or something. So uh, I love it. So let us move on to uh, a song that I've heard so many times over the years because uh, I've gotten a lot of game overs in UN Squadron. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this is Frontline Bass. This is the, 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 the opening stage, the opening salvo, the first, the, your first taste of the glory that is UN Squadron. And um, it is, uh, it's pure 80s wonderfulness. It's, um, it's a wonderfully awesome rocking rock and roll tune. Uh, filled with lots of major chords and just just the right delicious le just the right delicious amount of cheese. Uh, I adore this track so so much. 
Uh, and it's it's hard to pick a favorite tonight, but this is this is up there. This is top three for me. I really really love this song. Uh, so let's dive in. Here is Frontline Bass from UN Squadron. Enjoy. Frontline bass from UN Squadron, and what a driving bass line. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? No, um, I that that is a song I have, in fact, heard many a time, and that melody always catches me out of a song, like, absolutely nowhere. It's, I butchered it, but uh, it, it always... I know I I know for certain when I'm playing this game, uh, you know, I'm I'm you know, in it to win it and then all of a sudden that part hits and I'm always like, Wait, what? But yeah, it's driving baseline to the max. Like that's definitely like like rock. Good Yeah, and rock. you've got like very solid rock drums going on, mm-hmm. but there's no cymbal work at all. Like there's no hi hat or ride or anything like that. And I feel like the the bass really just kind of carries that. Um Right. And I'm assuming it just has something to do with, you know, channel allocation or whatever, because there's, you know, so much, so many sounds and explosions happening at the same time in this. You don't want to really have to take anything away from the music. So, uh, and that's just pure assumption on my point, but it, on my part, but it works uh, incredibly well. And it's just a, it's just such a really, really good tune. Um, you know, when you're, when you really think about what it is that you're doing in any of these kinds of shooter games where you're just, you're blowing up tons and tons of planes, like dozens of planes. I mean, like you are murdering so many people. Like if every <laughs> single one of the planes in this game is driven by a human, like you're killing some folk, but it's a, uh, it, it's, it's so essentially lighthearted, you know, like it, it definitely has a certain degree of gravity to it, but it it's also like you know, high adventure almost like it, it is a very anime, you know, sense of adventure, sense of uh, uh, joy, because even though this stage is initially very difficult, it's got like the right 
layers of major chords in it to kind of make it not seem incredibly dire kind of a thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, all right, we're off on this mission and you're looking at some really gorgeous graphics and uh let's let's blow some let's blow up some bad guys. Let's do it. Yeah, there's a significant amount of bullet dodging in this game. Yes, yes there is. Uh yeah. lots lots of bullet dodging, lots of uh uh email pattern memorization, making sure you get the power ups and Oh yeah, the power ups. Oh, Boy, do I love this game. Okay, let us, uh, let's tackle the next tune, which is Enemy Air Force. Uh, now, this song is, is uh, a, a, very, very, a slightly different approach, whereas the, the last one we were talking about was very uh, more or less lighthearted. This one is uh, not lighthearted, um, and the stage very much reflects that. This is the stage where you wind up fighting the giant stealth bomber. Uh, as the boss, which is so awesome, it's so cool. But this whole this whole stage takes place in like in the middle of clouds in a storm. So like you're in you are flying through the clouds like in between like two layers of clouds, and there's all this lightning and thunder going on in the background. It is just so undeniably awesome. I oh god, this stage is ridiculous. <clears throat> and it's it's usually like around the second stage that you would play. Um, yeah, cause they kind of limit you as you beat stages, your, your area where you can, uh, select stages gets bigger, but this is one of those stages that's just, it's usually the second one I play and it is so incredibly badass. I love it. And, uh, this song really matches that tone. So let's do it. Let us, uh, give a listen to enemy air force. Enjoy. you think of that one there matt it's um it's another great example of like rock tunes based on 80s rock tunes put into a video game you know uh very another uh piece of music that's very driving um i think it lends itself again or i don't know if the game lends itself or the music lends itself to the game 
but you know it's a very driving piece and and I feel like they're one and the same for what you have to do you just again this massive amount of dodge, uh, bullet dodging and you know really trying to wreck the enemy because there's just there's points where there's so many enemies on the screen yeah, yeah. you know if, if the music were anything less I, I don't know that either it would be as interesting or compelling this also has those really cool blue jets that kind of fly in, like the really giant blue jets that start flying in and shooting those weird claw weapons at you, which is like just completely bananas. But this is also the first time that you hear the, um, um, I think it's supposed to be a saxophone sound. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Yeah, because like you've, it, it's 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 difficult to tell for sure. Um, I think the instrument that at least calls in my mind the most is a saxophone of some sort. Um, but it's yeah, that, that not guitar synthesized noise. Um, and, uh, it's, it's very cool to get that where you're, you're just rolling through this song and it's all guitars as usual. And then this secondary instrument just kind of pops in and, and again, you get the nice little touches with the drum fills, like kind of, you know, going from left to right or right to left in the, uh, the, the audio mix, which is, which is pretty freaking rad. Yeah. I mean, you could pretty much expect more of the same you know, from from most of the soundtrack, it's a, it's a solid soundtrack, and yeah, know. stylistically, we're not going to go too far yeah. off the reservation. But there are there are some pieces that are. It's just all so good; it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, of course, of course. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Uh, exactly. So this next track is called "Ground Carrier," and um, it is a it is kind of a it's set to kind of a desert level. Uh, with all these like really cool rocks and stuff in it, that's a it's it's pretty neato, um, <laughs> and it is a slightly different um, it's a slightly different cadence the, than we've heard so far. Uh, it's it's definitely still driving, but in kind of a different flavored way. So uh, let's give it a listen. This is Ground Carrier. Enjoy. <laughs> Again, from that like super cool desert type uh, type scene. I love this level so much. Like as much as I really like this song, I'm just thinking back to this level. It's like 
it's got these really awesome looking helicopters that explode really well when you blow them up. They actually catch fire and then crash into the ground. And like, there's this really gorgeous sunset going on in the background. This is such a, this is such an awesome stage. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing quite like taking in the majesty of nature as you decimate your enemy. You know, <laughs> exactly. There's nothing quite like just looking off in the horizon, saying, "That's gorgeous. Let's blow some dudes up." <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, helicopters catch fire, hit the ground. You know, um, I can say with great certainty that I've never gotten to this level. Um, I've, like I said at the at the jump, I've I've played this game a bunch of times, but never with a um, uh, intensity to get further than just playing it for a couple of continues and then saying like, okay, cool, and just putting it down. I I do think, however, uh, that might happen after this episode. I might just go home and really just like try and power through it or something. That song's really good, actually. I like it a lot. That bass uh, synthy sound. Uh, I'm not normally a fan of it. Like I think I always feel like, oh, that just sounds kind of, it sounds fake, but for some reason it really, really works with um, what's happening here. And then, like in the beginning when it's kind of on its own, I say kind of on its own, it's like stripped down and it's there. That smells mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so fake. But then like midway through it, I, I didn't even notice that anymore, so I had to kind of proactively listen to it again. And I said, no, you know what? That sounds really good where it is. It sits really well within the mix and it, it sounds great with the track. Agreed, yeah. it's uh, It all works... Uh... It all is. It all works astonishingly well. All right. So this next one we're going to listen to uh, is called Project Four Fortress, and um, this is uh, this is this is a completely banana stage. And uh, I'm I'm sorry that these tracks are in the order that they're in um, because uh, they're definitely not. I definitely didn't put these in the order that they appear in the game. <laughs> There's just no question. Uh, this stage is is a bit later in the game. Um, it's a different kind of song too. Uh, at least it starts that way. It starts like far more mysterious, and it's because this stage is completely psychotic because you're flying through a cave, mm. and like, and I, when I say flying through a cave, like you get to the point where you're flying through these very tiny, difficult to maneuver caverns. Um, it is a tough stage. Sound, uh, I mean, the game itself is tough to begin with, and then you're gonna attack that on. Like, come on, guys. And if I remember correctly, there's uh, the the boss is actually in the ceiling, so you have to make uh. sure you've equipped the right. No, this is no, this isn't that stage. This is the this is the lead up to the last stage. Oh boy, yeah, this is way out of order. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come join us on our eccentrically crazy journey. What was I thinking when I put this track list? Together? Were you even thinking? I probably wasn't. I That's was the just best excited. way to approach it. I was just excited. Uh, so yeah, this is essentially <laughs> the last stage in the game. Um, you fight through this stage, and you get to um, you're going through these weird little caverns, uh, and it's like incredibly tough. And then you wind up fighting this like crazy monster thick jet thing with weird turbines on it, and then you fight the last boss, and that's then that's that's the ball game. Um, but this uh, this stage. Uh, this is another one of those songs that kind of gives you a, an idea of the kind of different direction that this music can go, uh, where it's almost got a layer of mysteriousness to it, because you start off outside the cave, and then you fly into it. And I remember getting to this stage being like, this this is stupid. <laughs> like, why am I <laughs> flying a jet into a cave? I've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they just flew through that one tunnel. You know, flying a jet <laughs> into a series of caves is a horrible plan. 
but it does make for a pretty awesome action set piece. So True let's story. go ahead and give a listen to Project 4 Fortress. Enjoy. A drum fills 80s enough for you <laughs> <laughs> the only the only thing they needed was bigger reverb seriously the, if it, it was even bigger reverb sound like in a cathedral or something oh god yeah but still it's so undeniably cool it's so ridiculous like you can you can <coughs> see the hair uh, like the long hair on whoever was playing this music but <laughs> and then uh, the bandana right exactly but uh it it just so freaking works it just so works i love this tune i really like that that kind of i can't really place what that sound is supposed to be that kind of secondary melody that they're playing that's it's not it's almost like a muted uh electric you know distorted guitar i don't i don't know but i really like the way those sounds play off of one another it's it's it sounds so cool and very very good, but this also has just the right level of gravity to it, mm-hmm. um, and also just the right level of speed. Because again, this is a stage that you need to move quickly, but at the same time, very, very deliberately. So you need to make sure you're pacing yourself. So the music is like you know crazy driving, where you're just doing this kind of like loop de loop action kind of stuff, similar to what we're going to listen to in the next track. Um, it's very reserved to an extent, and I think that really fits this stage just unbelievably perfectly it's got just the right level of intensity but also you know not the that overt intensity like that kind of reserved intensity it's it's just it's just perfect you know uh having never you know sight unseen never playing the level i can actually absolutely hear what you're saying about uh it being reserved to some extent um you use the term gravity i can feel that um, it certainly feels more um, serious than the handful of tracks we've heard so far. Mm-hmm. You know, these more kind of like um, duck and dodge and shoot and action kind of packed levels. Now, as you're saying, you have to kind of weave your way through these um, 
tunnels and stuff, uh, it, it's definitely a more slowed down piece. Well, you know, not heavily slowed down, but it's definitely taken down a notch from the other, you know, shoot 'em up, action y, dri- driving uh, pieces of previous levels. Mm. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy the bass, the bass uh, uh, sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Little by little, every track that plays, I, I like am more no- noticeable, and I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, that actually is pretty good because I, like I said before, I'm not a big fan of synthesized bass. There's like some weird tonality to it that I just don't like, but I guess because the game itself and the overall soundtrack and all of it really lends itself to a, um, I believe you said a a tasty amount of cheese. Yeah, I think I'm maybe being a little more forgiving <laughs> of said uh, of said sample. So I'm curious where it goes next. You know, well, uh, it's gonna go to some pretty fun places, including this next track, which is called Quartermaster Core. Um, this is a I I picked this track because this was one of the most memorable boss fights to me, um, and really one of the most memorable stages because uh, it's it's pretty unique in the way that it moves. Um, this is a stage that's, uh, there's not a very long stage leading up to this. It's also one that's done completely in the sky, which is not the norm for this game. Um, uh, you know, usually there's, you can get to the ground and this one is just like completely up in the clouds and it's this gorgeous, like multi-scrolling, uh, backdrop of all these different clouds as you're flying through the sky. Um, and, uh, the, the stage is very, very all around you, but you also have uh, vertical scrolling going on where if you move up, you can scroll the screen up and down a little bit, which is not common in this game. Usually uh, your, your path is a lot more limited. You're, uh, um, you're very, very much on tighter rails as it were. Um, but the majority of this, uh, you know, the stage music is just what it is, but then all of a sudden the music changes to this incredibly awesome, intense music and you're attacked by three, um, well, they're shaped like stealth bombers, but they're bright pink. So I <laughs> <laughs> nothing stealth about those bombers. You're attacked by three incredibly anime-looking <laughs> jets, jet fighters, uh, and they're just incredibly badass. And they're they're not the hardest things in the world to beat, but they're still very satisfying to beat because it's a three-on-one like battle, and this music just just makes all of that. Uh, really just makes all that add up or maybe there's four of them because it is called quartermaster i don't i don't know i'm pretty sure there's only three but it's you know who's can't who's counting (laughs) i'm just listening let's listen to quartermaster core enjoy
So if you're a UN Squadron fan and you're listening to this thinking to yourself, hey, wait a minute, that's not the music for when you're fighting those three stealth bombers, you'd be absolutely right, because this is the music <laughs> that you listen to when you're fighting the trucks. And I was wrong. Uh, they start off in a somewhat similar fashion, uh, so I could uh, please forgive me. But yes, this is uh, this is the track that all throughout there are these little caravans that are uh, like show up on the map and you can fight these 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 trucks and um if you blow them up in enough time you can earn yourself a bunch of extra cash which is really great for unlocking new planes and stuff so um what's super cool about this in particular is that like listening to this off the soundtrack as opposed to in the game you're going to get so much more of the song that you'll almost never hear in the game because these stages are what like thirty some odd seconds long before you fail them, and um, that whole like end of this song, I've never heard outside of listening to the soundtrack on its own, you know. And I, I keep forgetting that it's there, kind of a thing. Because this is one of those things: if you're going to grind for cash, this is what you're going to do over and over again: is blow up these trucks, and you just almost you, you do them in like two passes, and you hear maybe fifteen seconds tops of this song. And uh, so hearing that that little extra end bit is a is is kind of a treat. I like it. Uh, having never really played these parts either, I mean, this was that was actually a really like rocking tune, for lack of a better term. I mean, a lot of this is all rocking, but like I really actually like this one a lot more than uh, maybe one or two of the other ones we've uh, just listened to. Um, again, that that bass really stands out. Um, it's it's really doing it for me, I guess. Uh, I like I like a lot of the samples they use. Um, I think this is a a good a fair place to kind of say it too. Uh, a lot of the samples they use for the lead instruments, whether it's like the pseudo lead guitar or like this uh, in this particular case the uh, synth lead, they really um, I think encapsulate kind of the vibe of the game uh you had mentioned before like it feels like you're kind of playing some very fleshed out game which comes from the anime and it the anime has all this backstory so it feels even bigger um it certainly feels like playing some type of anime you know again where you you're pl- you're watching an anime that's action packed you get mm-hmm. it all in in this one big package so this music is really um doing it i guess it's really it's really hitting that nail on the head it's uh, word (laughs) (laughs) well said i i I couldn't say it better myself there you go well i'm extremely excited for this next one because this is my favorite track in the game um i freaking love this song there's just something about the way it it weaves in and out of itself that's uh that's just totally awesome it's also a really cool stage um I mean, the stage itself is kind of okay. It's the boss that's really cool. Uh, this this track is called Battleship Minsk. Um, and uh, basically, it's a, a stage that takes place over water to begin with. And then you get to this, like, you fight this giant battleship at the end. Like, it's just it's just ridiculous, <laughs> the size of this thing. Uh, it's, it's, you'd think it's an aircraft carrier, but it's, just, I mean, it's just like a giant, but it doesn't seem to have a deck for, for planes to land on. It just has all these, you know, doors that planes shoot out of and different cannons and giant cannons and little cannons and cannons that shoot other cannons. It's just it's, it's <laughs> pure insanity. Uh, I, I love it. I love it to death. I really want to see a cannon that shoots out other cannons. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's such a great game mechanic. It's ridiculous. I feel, I feel like that's got to be in Mario Maker 2. Because oh. you could load up those cannons with just about anything. I want to be able to load those up with other bullet bill shooters and just make a stage that's insanity. Um, Dude. But yeah, podcast for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is such, such a darn good song. So uh, I hope you enjoy it even a fraction as much as I do. Here is Battleship Minsk from UN Squadron. Enjoy. Battleship Minsk, and uh, I think what I love so much about it is just how much is going on, um, because it's such a complex song that almost doesn't seem complex at first. Like it's it's this is a really strange parallel to bring, um, but it reminds me structurally of Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants, um, which is a completely different kind of song, but it's one of those things that if you listen to it, you just kind of get it right. But if you try to play it, it's like, well, this is going all over the place. Like, if you were to pick up a guitar and try to play it, like, this this really dances all over the scale. Um, it's just kind of all over the map. And it really comes through when you, when you concentrate on the bass line in particular, which is just, it just dances constantly in the song, but also is as that very, very driving, um, uh, consistent four-beat note going on there. Um it's it's just it's beautifully multi-layered uh it's fun it is intense uh i just adore it yeah um you know not to beat a dead horse but it it goes back to that driving rocking you know style of music that they're uh you know injecting into this game uh you know it emulates the 80s cheese rock to a great degree and then of course what made me kind of like laugh out loud was uh that drum roll 
a drum fill. Yeah. It almost felt <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> but, you know, to to what you said before, like, don't get more 80s than that. And it doesn't. Yeah. Um, it is so 80s, early 90s. It's it's unbelievable. And it's it just captures that 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 kind of Top Gun soundtrack cool kind of thing you know of those kinds i was just watching the karate kid movies earlier today so it's like, I'm, I'm right there you know this is right where i am and the the coolness factor um it's 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 freaking perfect i love this <laughs> love it too. yeah and 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 to what i was saying before about all the the sample choices that lead guitar sound again like we we both know it's not a real lead guitar but it really just works with the whole thing like you know the synthesized eighties, um, nine, early nineties rock and stuff, and and this lead synth guitar thing just it, it sits right in the middle, and and it you know it takes you along like you, exactly what you said. There's there's a lot of stuff going on around these melodies. There's counter melodies. There's the driving bass. There's the drums. The crazy little eighties fill. There's a lot going on. And and if you really kind of sit back and you really try and take it all in, I don't think you're able to. I think it's something that you have to listen to a couple times, or at least get a couple passes out of it, and you really, um, you'll really get an idea for the dynamic that's happening. Yeah, it's it's you, you start peeling back layers, and you realize just how many there are, and it's uh, yeah, it's just a very cool song. And I, I'm with you, man. I I dig it. I actually another. It's a, every every kind of song that plays. I'm like, no, this is good. And then the next one comes. I'm like, well, this is better. And then the next one, <laughs> and this is better. So you know, I'm I'm ready for the next one. Let's see if this is better. Well, this one is a is a very very different kind of tune. Um, this is a stage that is essentially all boss battle. Um, this is the the sea vet, which is basically the the submarine stage, mm-hmm. um, where you're just flying over water and there's. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just remembered this something that the submarine does uh so this submarine like slowly rises out of the water launches like a whole crap load of bombs at you and whatnot uh, and it's all going perfectly normal until like the submarine does this bit where it just kind of launches itself out of the water <laughs> in a I way a feeling it's just hilarious where it just like it because it shoots out of the water, but then it stops and splashes back in. It's it's just a really funny looking effect that is incredibly imposing. Uh, because like there's a giant submarine launching itself at you, and then it just kind of stops and falls down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound less cool than it is, but this song itself is is a very different uh, kind of tune. This is much more um danger boss battle but not danger like oh my god i gotta fight it's more like okay i'm gonna fight this thing i'm gonna drop as many bombs on it as it takes uh to blow this thing up uh so let's listen to the sea vet here it is enjoy
great music to blow up a submarine to. What'd you think? <laughs> I think that's the greatest thing we've ever said on this show so far. <laughs> you know, Chris, I have this thing that I want to do, but I'm looking for the right accompaniment. Maybe you can help me. I'm trying to blow up a submarine. Do you have a song? <laughs> Matt, I got you. Uh, <laughs> I got a song for you. <laughs> so that being said, um, I really like this piece, actually. Uh, I What I really dug about it was um, the fact that it's very similar uh, to what we've heard before, driving bass line, uh, but immediately, because obviously I think you hear the bass line before you hear the drums, because there's something that happens. I don't know if this happens to everyone else. Um, in, in particular songs, uh, there are some songs that start off with like a bass or a guitar, and then maybe the drums join or drum and bass or whatever combination that sometimes the drum starts is playing its uh its piece and my mm-hmm. brain can't quite wrap my head or my own brain around the tempo and the pattern of the drums so this one starts and i'm expecting you know like the doom, da, doom, da, but it does something completely different and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something that i've, I've heard many a time before it basically puts like a ringo swing on it <laughs> Ringo was very, you know, Ringo of the Beatles was very uh, famous for kind not doing the simple four, four fours, or you know, just playing the hi hat or the ride and the kick and the snare. He did all kinds of different things, and if you don't believe me, go listen to things like "Come Together" and you know, uh, some of their more famous tunes that don't have that four four. And this was definitely one of them. Doom, that, doom, da, you know, doom, that, doom, doom, da. So it takes me a few measures. It took me a few measures to pick this one up. And once I picked it up, I said, oh, this is cool. Okay. And then it goes into that part, which is such a great break, like sonically, because you're just hearing doom doom. Because if I'm not mistaken, that, that bass line doesn't change. No, it's just doom 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 doom. You know, there's actually a really subtle, um, almost Jaws esque do 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 do. Like it, it actually changes very very slightly. Okay, I'll have to give that a listen again because maybe I missed it. But um, it's again, it's probably a, a half step or a whole step in between the notes. It's such a small notation you probably don't even notice it. And then just like I said, because do 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 and it gets you get just enough dynamic to break it up. And when that hit, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then it kind of goes into its thing a bit and then comes back down. I thought it was very, I thought it was a beautiful track, actually. Dynamically, sonically, mm-hmm. very well put together. This, this might be, this now probably is my favorite track of the night so far. But like I said, every time a, tra- a new, new one comes <laughs> on, I'm like, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite. You know, so there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> uh so let's let, let us continue yeah man uh, you know what I'm, I'm really enjoying about tonight is that you keep doing to me what i tend to do to you yeah you just you come up with these like really great you know yeah, d- descriptions of the music and i'm really enjoying how much you're enjoying this because i love this music so much and um i'm i'm glad you're digging it oh absolutely so let's head to the canyon shall we uh the name of this track is the canyon as you can imagine it's, it's about a canyon so uh <laughs> Let's do it up. This is the canyon. Enjoy.
like the way this one starts with that very yes. um high uh, high pitched uh uh guitars like kind of dueling guitars going on there mm -hmm. with no other accompaniment no bass no drums just kind of rolling in the background i like the part that comes immediately after that cuz mm -hmm. there's like a a bass and then like a kick snare yeah and just it just it's so spark but that like that really hooked me and it's, I was almost I was almost disappointed that it didn't go on for like another measure or two to give you another mm -hmm. like a, a bit of anticipation. But yeah. still, like it goes into this whole track. This track, I actually think, is uh, very different from a lot of the stuff that we've listened to on the program. It is. It, it's, it's very it's, funky. It's funny. Yeah, because it's it's um stylistically like you're thinking like this definitely fits in. It fits like a glove. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's they keep hitting us with different. It's it, it's it's almost interesting that I haven't noticed just how um diverse the soundtrack is until even now and i've listened to it hundreds of times over sure. the years i've just i've always had at least part of this available to me regularly to listen to and i've listened to all of it dozens and dozens. i've beaten the game dozens and dozens of times but really just noticing now focusing solely on talking about the music which is something i've never actually really done <laughs> uh before with the soundtrack is uh it really is, is it really is very diverse yeah, this is a really, like I said uh, a moment ago, it's a very funky track. Like the bass line goes from like that standard four on the floor bass, uh, you know, rock punk kind of f vibe and, and play style to a more funk, you know, uh, I would say something akin to like a flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers really kind of like pick and slap and, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, again, very different, uh, definitely shows the diversity and um, and the overall uh soundtrack of the game but again very on course with everything else you know it doesn't it doesn't depart um thematically i suppose mm -hmm. uh just style wise and not even that much just enough to make it um sep to separate itself i guess from the pack so to speak but but still be part of the herd yeah so. absolutely yeah. yeah spot on spot the heck on <laughs> Looks like I'm banging on all cylinders tonight. So uh, this next track is the one that I was describing before. <laughs> this is the track uh, that pops up when you're uh, fighting those those three uh, stealth bombers that are bright pink for some reason. Uh, and it's super cool. And what's awesome about this is just the way it jumps in. Uh, the, it's labeled Boss 2, and I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think if there's another spot in the game where this song plays. It's the, this is the only boss I can think of that mm -hmm. this music plays on, but I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, boss two, this is a, uh, you're, you're going about your business in a regular stage. And then all of a sudden this music just, it kicks in like a lightning bolt. And, uh, and these three stealth bombers show up and start throwing all kinds of stuff at you. And it's wonderful. So let's enjoy. Here is boss two. So this is a relatively short loop. Um, you know, obviously it's just boss music, um, which don't tend not to drag on too long, with the exception of the, of the final boss. Um, 
But what I find really interesting about this is, is unlike most of the other tracks in this game, the bass line is actually really high pitched and it's kind of counterbalanced by this sort of just consistent low synth going like underneath everything. Um, so just, just from that basic structure, it is, it's, it's already a very unique piece among this soundtrack. Um, but just that opening, the it, there's no intro. It's just like, <gasps> just like ah, there's Welcome things flying the boss fight. at me. Oh. Yeah, and it's, oh, it's 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 just great. It's the perfect level of intensity. I know I keep saying that for pretty much every track, but it's true for every track. It's just this flawless level of intensity for everything that you're doing. It's it's never so far over the top, but it adds just the right layer of stress to it. Um, and it's a uh, the biggest thumbs up I can offer. Yeah, it's that it's that Capcom, uh, you know, difficulty. Like when you know, we said it before: bullet dodging, multiple enemies on the screen. There's a lot of cool graphics. You know, you you talked about the helicopters catching fire and then crashing. Mm-hmm. The beautiful sunsets. There's so much going on that if you had something that wasn't as pulse pounding or as driving, it wouldn't make much sense. Or at least I don't think it would complete the whole picture. You know, there'd be something lacking. So again, another piece. Another driving piece like this, Boss 2, you know, you say it comes completely out of nowhere. So, like, I don't know what's playing before it, but I imagine this being a very jarring uh, change up and all of a sudden boss fight. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? You know what I mean? Well, what's awesome is that you don't initially see them because, like I said, this is a, like I said before, this is a fast paced stage. Mm -hmm. Um, You're flying through these clouds and you also have more vertical space to work with than you usually do. And you just get to a certain point. And this music comes in, and you don't immediately see them. You just know they're there now because the music started. You're like, okay, something's happening. And then a right. few seconds later, they could, you know, depending on where you are, you're, where you're positioned on the screen, they'll start showing up. And you're like, oh, that's not a regular, that's not any <laughs> regular thing I fought before. And that's got all kinds of cluster bombs flying in my face. That's a, that's a boss. And there's three of them. And this is awesome. <laughs> it's just very cool dogfight music. And that's, uh, that's just this is perfect. So uh here we are at the at the end of things. Uh the last track we're going to listen to and discuss tonight is the final boss music and uh the final boss of this game is again pink. Uh I don't know why uh the bad guys decided to color their most dangerous uh pieces of equipment pink. Uh maybe they just got a really good deal on that color paint. I don't know. Maybe the airships were already painted pink, manufactured in pink, and people were like, "I'm not buying this," so they had to discount them deeply. And they got a really good deal. That's that's a that's a distinct possibility. Uh, either way, this is a very this is a very large and imposing machine. Um, this is very very bullet hell. This thing, uh, the last boss of the game, is just like this giant ship with guns everywhere, and they're just shooting, you know all sorts of lasers and bullets at you from every direction. Uh, and you just kind of like fly around it over and over again. So you can blow up this chunk toward the middle where the, uh, the, the core is, and then you blow that up and the whole thing blows up and you beat the game. So, yay. <laughs> um, but it is a, it is a, you know, you're not flying super fast or anything. It's a very slow paced. Um, yeah, just the pacing of it is slow, even though the action is very fast, if that makes sense to you. Um, but it's a pretty uh it's a it's a pretty cool track and again you know just highlighting the the wonderful diversity that is this soundtrack so here is final boss from UN Squadron enjoy
have it. That was the final boss music from UN Squadron, and it is a uh, very, very final bossian. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that is some final boss ass final boss music, right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's there's just that great sense of impending doom. Mm-hmm. This looming dread that should come with final boss music. Yeah. Um, and it picks up, you know, like it yeah. starts off in the very cut time situation there, and then it just, it picks up a bit just to get you ready for, you know, just to remind you that, you know, this is the realness right here. You best <laughs> be on your, uh, best be on your best behavior, because uh, if you don't blow this thing up, this is it. That's it. Game over. Um, Definitely a great piece of music. Uh, like I said, the impending doom and the dread, big fan of that, uh, placed all my goth metal sensibilities uh you know and everything i want in a villain uh from my filmmaking you know side and and script writing and stuff um yeah just it it should all culminate in this big throwdown and and the music should really reflect that as well but at the same time this music doesn't depart from what it's been doing the whole game keeping you in this 80s cheese rock synth you know driving phantasmagoria of just sonicness you know what i mean like it it gives you the 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 fear but it gives you the you know culmination of the game too mm-hmm. yeah and it's it is it, a, it's all i got <laughs> yeah and it is a very tough battle it is a definitely one of those it's not so much harder than the rest of the game that it's like it's, that it's jarring which is you know the kind of thing that happens from time to time in old yeah. school games um it's just the right level of difficult and it's it's manageable i remember the first time getting to it i i, I didn't win the first time i got to it but i recognized what i needed to do and realized just how manageable it was from the skill i got from playing the game over and over again to get to that point so um it's a very very good final boss i think uh nothing quite like blowing up something that is impossibly large Oh yeah, you get nothing but a uh, nothing like that great sense of uh, job well done, satisfaction, triumphing, you know, over the odds and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that about does it. That about wraps it up for us tonight, huh, yeah, buddy? This is a this is a good one. Oh, I'm so happy to have this one crossed off the list. I love yeah. this game so much, and I really I just wanna I just wanna play it right now, but I I, I don't have time or <laughs> access to it at the moment. I. Uh, my Super Nintendo games are pretty boxed up, so it would take a lot more physical effort than I want to get to it, and I lent <laughs> my Raspberry Pi to a friend, so uh, Ooh. I'm just gonna... Well, he, he said he wanted to play Chrono Trigger, and I was like, well, I can't... I'm not gonna stand in the way of somebody playing Chrono Trigger. Hey, Take know. this and play it, and enjoy it, and have fun. And if you haven't listened to our two-part series on Chrono Trigger, what the hell's wrong with you? Go back and listen <laughs> to those, amongst all the other ones. Yes, listen to all the episodes. <laughs> all the episodes. We'll wait. We'll wait. We will. Actually, we won't. No, nope. we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it a night. Yes, because sir. that's our show. Yes. Join us next time as we tackle another listener request. And when I say another, I don't remember what the last one was, but it's a listener request. It's from Matt Flamger. Flamger? Flamger? Flamger. He told me how it was, and now I'm drawing a complete blank. (laughs) He is going to kill us. He is. The next time he sees us in person, he is going to murder us. And uh, honestly, we have it coming. Yes, we do. Uh, but Matt asked us to give us a li- give us to ugh, hello Matt <laughs> asked us to give a listen to the music from from Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance. So we're gonna mm-hmm. 
uh, it's a game that I have very little experience with, but Same. I do have some. I bought it. I played a couple hours of it, but it was a long time ago. Uh, and I'm very excited to give this a, give this a go because while I don't remember any of the tunes specifically, I remember liking them quite a bit. And so, that's uh, more than I have. Yeah, it's going to be a hoot. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the uh, games we discussed here today. And you can do so on the Waveback forum page on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook. You'll find more information about our next games as well as a nice convenient place to talk about them. And of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at And while you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. So we're going to leave you tonight with Staff Roll. It's uh, 10 credits music. And whenever we have the opportunity to do that on this show, I feel it's a good way to go. Um, this is some very, uh, as that was final, uh, final boss ass final boss music. This is some <laughs> Staff Roll ass Staff Roll music. It's, uh, <laughs> this is Super Nintendo credit sequence to the extreme. Uh, it is it, there. It is equal parts special and not. <laughs> but it's a, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. It, yeah, it it's so fantastically normal. It is exactly what it is meant to be, uh, yep. and it's a good tune. So uh, enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening, and good night. Mm-hmm.